You know what people forget to do when they pack for vacation? Tell me. They forgot to go through their uh, work email. Because you know, when you take PTO and your boss is already begrudging that you've taken this time off and taken time away, mm -hmm. they will jump on your email and go through the search function, right? <laughs> How many times have you had someone that's like, oh, I stumbled upon this email. I was covering their email and I came across this email from 2015 where they were talking shit about me. <gasps> and you're like, <laughs> Just come clean. We all know how that search function yeah. works. You go out, you got to make sure that your email is tidied up. You got to search 100%. your manager's name. You got to search all those people's name because when they are covering for your email, they are coming for themselves, right? Also highly suggest just doing it off a company property. Yeah. Like text message. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or keep it clean. video chat. <laughs> so you're saying reported. that you have people in your email. People, yeah, if you, because if sometimes you may go out and someone will cover your email. Never. I never in my whole never. life. Never. No. Never. I, yeah. Like, no. we've had shared mailboxes. No, I've had, like, it. I've had it. I've had it. People are out and bosses work. will cover. I, but I've had it with a colleague. <sighs> oh, my God. And it was incredibly helpful because we would go back and forth. And so we could see how we responded to, oh thi to, to things. You I mean, mean I could have had someone doing my work for me Literally. while I was on PTO this yes. entire time? Yes, 100%. What the hell or is even, wrong on, with even me? just generally. It's been nearly 20 sure. years of oh, me just working. What yeah, am I Oh, they responded to this already. This is, how you, this is how you can use this. But at times, if someone is ever jumping in and covering your and then people get defensive. They're like, that's not, that's my personal email. Yeah. Well, it can be damning. It's not. But when the boss jumps in, I guarantee they're going to be searching for their name and see what you have, what you oh, have to say about damn. them. And that is, and that is a humbling experience for people. Yes. But yes. yes. But people claim they stumbled upon it. They did not. Oh yeah. You oh, don't no. stumble upon nothing from 10 years shit. ago. In my email. We all know if, when you're at your busiest, what are you going to do? You're going to find something to procrastinate on, right? Yeah. <laughs> so if you have someone's email and you're trying to cover their workload, people will dive deep on what are they saying about me in here? For sure. Oh, so for it. the record, Best practice not to talk shit about your boss. That is, that's yes. an overall or anyone, anyone. Take on it on the text, but message. I think all of us will see. It is amazing the things that keep people those have verbals about other people yeah. and their work email. Oh yeah, right. I mean, I, I sure Lee and I probably have stories for days, but I, I can't know believe that's why I don't put anything in writing yeah, like that. You same. know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't believe the dumb shit that people put in yeah. chat. Or uh -huh. I'm like, you realize that's company property, dummy ass. Uh -huh. like, or when all of a sudden you get like an, a forwarded email, oh, don't you go yes. back and you read the oh, entire oh, history? 100%. I, I do, right? There's oh, been like 50 emails. Let me start. Oh. Let me start at the beginning, Lee. and oh, yeah. then you see oh, all the drums, yeah. you know, all the tea, yeah. all of it. <sighs> totally, the the best that. And they're forward. throwing everyone under the bus, and then they oh, send yeah. it to you, then and it's like in. you threw me under the bus like eight times, like for the past six weeks on this email train. Why would I help you now? Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. God. 100%. But yeah, yeah. It is I didn't amazing. know that was a thing. I didn't It's either. a thing. It's a thing. But you got to make sure. You always got to keep it tidy. Well, so yeah. don't do it in the first place. But when you're going out, someone may cover your email. Make that's sure. A, that's a good rule of thumb. It's a good rule of thumb. But no matter what, whether you're going out or not, your employer always has access to that. 100%. You know what I mean? Yep. So they can go in there and they can, nothing's truly Same private, thing. right? Yeah. Nope. Like I'm putting a hair appointment as private on my calendar. Well, technically, well, they, technically they can still they can see, see it. Someone it, can yeah. see right. that. You know what I mean? Not your colleague, but, you know, IT can see that. HR is going to see that if in they, investigation. Well, yeah. and you know? what people, you know, if you've ever seen like the, the deposition episode of The Office with, with 
Michael <laughs> Scott and everyone's sitting around reading it. Well, what people don't realize if there's ever a lawsuit, so what often can happen now is you may have a room of 30 contract attorneys that are going through and people are going to oh, be like, yeah. hey, check out what I got and bla- reading out loud. Article, 100%, whatever. 100%. Like, this is what this person, no, yeah. this is what this person put. They're having a fight with their wife. So just know it, it is not, it is not a diary. Your yeah. work email is never a diary. <laughs> exactly. And I think the common misconception too is that we sit around and read the chats. Like, yeah, I don't have fucking I do time not for care. that. I do not I, care. The only time if it has to come up and it there's if an investigation and someone said, you said this over chat. But otherwise, I don't have time to read that. No, I mean, I would love to. Cares. I will say, though, in a company I worked for, uh, the COO would love to go on and read it. She was the only but, but person in the whole entire company. Yeah. She used to call it her Twitter. <sighs> Oh, I'm not kidding. But it's go read my so Twitter. fucking sick. But then those people have the biggest jobs and get paid so much. Of and they're course. Just going, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, you get paid how much? And you're sitting here reading. Company and, Twitter. And she would, she specifically would do it like. Company she, X now. Sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she, yeah. Uh, she would, she would do it specifically like after she got onto someone. Like if of she. Of course. Uh, and like she just wanted to see what they'd say mm-hmm, about her. So mm-hmm. like I'm a shitty person. Setting people up. And so I would I would start like not planning the bug that she had the t- her Twitter. Um, but I'd be like, you should probably limit what you say. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is ridiculous. She's just fishing for shit uh, and people to hate. People do that. And that place people, was so toxic. And those people oh are the first ones that come after like the junior employees are busting their ass and are like, 100%. time theft. The, the people Don't actually doing breaks. the work. Yeah. Time yeah. theft. I'm of like, course. You are thieving the time, ma'am. 100%. That is your theft. God. All right, so for the sake of time, let's go ahead and jump in. I know, again, we have a hard stop. Jamie, can you please run us through the agenda for today's meeting? Yeah, absolutely. So first, we will have Ashley bring us our cringy corporate speak, and then we will have our hot topic of who makes the decisions at work and why HR is the scapegoat often. And then we'll round it out with some Q's and C's. Awesome. Some questions and comments. Always love that. Okay, guys. Uh, My cringe is going to be a phrase, which is the phrase, well, that's what you signed up for. Oh, my God. You signed up for this. Yeah. Put that in my job description. Thanks. Yes. In the way that that sometimes is brought is if something's going through something challenging at work Mm -hmm. and people will say, well, you knew what you signed up for. That's it. That's your job. So good luck. You're screwed. Yeah, good luck. Okay, thanks. And that is the equivalent of kicking someone on the ground mm-hmm. emotionally 100%. when they are Absolutely. trying to reach out to you to get some sort of empathy. Thoughts? Oh, it's gross. I, I I literally have heard this on my own videos on TikTok. Like me joking about being in HR for the last 20 years. Well, you signed up for it. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Mm-hmm. But I, that's not that's not going to solve the problem. Yeah. Dealing with people like you. If you're a leader and you're hearing this, please don't ever say that phrase. Never. <laughs> no. You, you come across as so unapproachable. You know what I mean? Right. Which means eventually, if it's not already happening, that everyone's going to sanitize messages to you. You're not you don't know what's going on. Right. If you're saying things like this, people aren't bringing anything to you because if you can't help them when they're down, they're definitely not going to bring you things to celebrate. They're not going to bring you data. They're not going to you're going to you're missing out on a lot of things if you're that type of leader. Well, you signed up for this. Right. Oh, totally. my God. 
And I think the way to response, people say that is sometimes empathizing and whether yes. you can do it if your relationship is joking or whether it's just yeah. saying like, oh my God, a hundred percent, we will get through this. Mm-hmm. Or at times like, you know what, let's just, let's deal with this on Monday. This mm-hmm. is not a fright. We do not need to end our weeks like this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is having that level of empathy, but a hundred percent because you shut down someone on their worst day, mm-hmm. then they are not going to be having their best days with you in the very near future. They're yep. going to be having their best days not trusted. with other leaders Absolutely. and at other organizations. Yeah. You so I do not credibility. Care. It's very similar to um, your your paycheck is is the thanks. Oh, is, yeah, which exactly. is also very oh. very similar and related. Which is like yes. just show up and and do your job and check out and and thank you and get that done. Zero appreciation. More bees with honey, people. That's exactly right. You know? I agree. Yeah. Oh, God, I have to tell you a little secret. I've always been super self conscious about my thin hair until I started using Vegamore. I always try to do the right thing by my body. So when it comes to my hair and scalp health, finding a product that actually works and is made with clean ingredients always seems like a trade-off. But with Vegamore, I get products that are made with clean ingredients and give me visibly healthier hair and scalp. I'm able to have visibly fuller, thicker, shinier, and longer hair without all the harsh ingredients. In every cute pink bottle of Vegamore, products are 100% cruelty-free and never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. What's even better is Vegamore's value kits, like the Grow Essentials Kit, you get to try more than one amazing product at a great savings. When you sign up for the monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on products you need to take care of your hair. The key, obviously, is consistency in your routine for your most beautiful, healthy-looking hair. I use Vegamore Grow Hair Serum daily on my hair and scalp, and they are flourishing. I also opted for the Grow Origins Kit as well with the Brow and Lash Serum because I'm trying to get, like, Bestie Lee's eyelash status. Also, I don't know about you guys, but I can tell you my brows have still not recovered since the late 90s over-tweezing. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how good this stuff is. So give your hair the power of the little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, HR Best Need listeners are getting 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash besties. Use code besties at checkout. That's Vegamore, V. E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash besties, code besties to save 20% off your first order. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash besties, code besties. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And some of us wear our emotions on our sleeve and some of us not so much. But regardless, when we keep all of those stressors bottled up, it can start to affect us and those around us negatively. Therapy. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Now, this is especially important for those besties out there that work in HR or perhaps are a people leader, manager, boss, because people be people and don't they? (laughs) They really do. And so you need to make sure you have an outlet to share 
so that you can thrive. If you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, so it's completely designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HRBesties today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HRBesties. Stay well, besties. So, Ashley, kick us off with uh, how HR is the scapegoat. Well, and I, th- I think we, we all get this in different ways when we do videos. And often when you do videos, the comments, at least on my comments, many of them have nothing to do with, with that video oh, altogether. Oh, my God, yes. It's like a topic. And then people are like, okay, until, t- you know, do a, do a video on this. Okay, say please. Like, you know, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> but, but oftentimes it is this thing of, you know, HR, HR cut my pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, HR made these decisions. And also, oftentimes it's also not anyone's name from HR. It's HR as the this, collective. Like, yeah, collective, this collective, the collective HR. But, but frequently that may be HR translating the message or that may be a situation of, um, you know, HR commu- literally communicating that, uh, but thoughts. Yeah, no, I think that, you know, uh, especially leaders that are not comfortable uh, having hard conversations, right? M- leaders that make mistakes, uh, which happens, right? We're, we're leaders here. We make mistakes. Uh, you know, they are constantly tossing over the fence. Oh, well, well, HR wouldn't let me give you a promotion. Really? All I ask is, who do you want to promote? <laughs> right? I sent you a spreadsheet of names of your team. You know what I mean? You you made <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, you tell me, yeah. right? And I have to ask you to write the job description and you refuse. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. It's, it's, it's this constant thing that's happening in the workplace. And I know that the HR pros uh, that are listening to this are like shaking their heads. Yes, yes, yes. But for those of you that aren't in HR, uh, you know, I ask you to reflect back on times with your leader or manager and and. and current job or past where they, you know, scapegoated HR uh, to say, well, HR wouldn't allow this. HR didn't want to hire you for this position. HR didn't want me to promote you. HR said I had to tell you that you suck. Right. And uh, and reflect, because does that even make sense? Like half the time when you really think about it, does that make sense? Is HR oftentimes the messenger? Absolutely. Uh, But we are many times the scapegoat where your leader just does not want to be honest with you. Because I'll tell you what, I do not have the time to to watch what you all are doing, no. nor do I, nor give, do a I shit. give a shit. Yeah. No, literally, I'm not Googling you. I've never Googled a candidate. I've never Googled an employee. Me neither. I mean, I, I literally do not care. What happens is, FYI, is your manager is documenting things and they bring a pile to my desk and they literally point their finger at me like, fire this guy guy. I can't take him anymore. Right. And mm-hmm. I then have to turn and I have to advocate for you behind the scenes, yep. which you don't see to you say, do see it. Dude, to say, uh, why? This is the first time you've mentioned this person. So to me, they're the perfect employee. Like, prove it, like, yeah. basically. Right. And again, it's a confidential conversation that's happening behind the scenes that you're not seeing. Uh, but it is happening almost on the daily. But was that me as the HR pro, like collecting all the documentation and data? Well, 
maybe after the fact, yeah, maybe, right? Yeah, right. You know, uh, I'm probably going to investigate something, yeah. but I'm not over here setting anybody up. I'm not over here out to get anybody in the workplace, you know? My money's on. You probably are the one is, who's delivering that message, too. Exactly. Unfortunately. Exactly. So that's where, you know, it's like, actually, your leader showed me what a shitty employee you were. Over the course of the last six months. And that's why we're now here. Mm-hmm. It also comes up a lot in like raises and, and budgets and like performance time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't think. Merit increases. Yes, yes. I don't think people actually realize that, for instance, a lot of times um, there's a board and they might be the ones approving. Absolutely. Like, right. hey, this is our budget. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's going to get. Two percent across exactly. the board. Trust me, or, I get two two percent. I'm an employee too. Yeah, I'll take I'll take exactly. a ten percent any day. HR just gave, I'm like I, we had literally nothing to do with that other than like making sure all those changes got put into the HR system. I know. We also got the two percent bullshit increase, um, and and a lot. I don't think a lot of um, times because I've worked in small and very large mm-hmm, companies mm-hmm. that HR a lot of times is not even involved in the. Sure, budgeting for our department, but not budgeting for the entire company's salaries. That really has to do with, um, you know, C-suite, but but finance and mm-hmm. accounting and, yeah, and, and, and bonus. Lot. Like that. Sure, we might say all manager levels get fifteen percent bonus, but we're not saying so and so gets twenty. Mm-mm. That manager's getting 20. Like, we're not picking and choosing. No, um, your and, leaders are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, and I um, it, it's, it's the funny, it's always the people in my comments about money. And it's like, we literally have nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. But they're going to shoot the messenger. Yeah, I, I wish that I had more control, <laughs> me too, to be honest. Right? And don't get me wrong. I'm, I've been lucky that um, in previous jobs that I've had great relationships mm-hmm. with the finance team or, or you can influence in, the decisions and, I can in, and help influence yeah. those decisions. But it doesn't mean that I win by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of times when people, for instance, let's say you ask your boss for an increase or a raise. And, and so then they come to HR and once again, HR is like, well, here's what I can tell you. <laughs> but once again, we can't even necessarily sign off on raises. Mm-hmm. Um, we need, we have to make like um, a plea for it essentially. Yeah. And it's got to make a case. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and we got to run it up the chain and make sure that um, it's signed off, but ultimately it's not our decision. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I think is um, very funny. And I know we've all received comments is people think um, in our angry comments that we have so much more power than what we really yes, do. Yes, I love that. And, yeah. <laughs> it's like, thank I'm you like for thinking wizard. so high. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I promise yeah. I'm not that powerful. Yeah. And and also we're governed by the exact same policies that, that you all are. We, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that, that not only you are, but I have written, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, or, or inherited, right? Mm-hmm. And Modified, and we, enhanced. We are also an employee. And I think, you know, you hear HR is not your friend a lot. And I'm like, who the fuck is your friend? Like, I'm sorry, is finance when they decide to pay you 40000 
You know, is the CEO your friend? And I, I just, it's funny because they had one bad experience, you know. And I'm not saying every HR person is a good person nope, either. Nope. No. There's um, bad Because there's definitely, yeah, there's bad everything. <laughs> bad, bad doctors, CEOs, bad teachers, yes. you name it. Well, yeah. a lot of HR professionals did, did not, like HR uh, ostensibly, and we'll, we'll have other times, we have the deeper conversations, agenda-specific meetings where we talk about HR's role. But... But frequently, the person that's in HR started out by luck of the draw. They may have been a billing coordinator. 100%. And they're like, oh, you're good with numbers. We'll put yeah, you in depending payroll. On your org, payroll right? has to do with with a, with HR. Oh, you can do benefits. Court. All of a sudden, you are in charge of being responsible for human issues and have had absolutely Zero, yeah, I mean, you exactly. know, no training gener yeah. generally because HR yeah. isn't it's it's not like it's not like when I became a lawyer and had to had to pass the the, the bar. It's not like uh, CPA where you have this, you know, objective qualification. There is no standard qualification mm -hmm. for HR. Mm -hmm. And many people in HR, phenomenal people did not have any sort of HR degree. I don't I don't think that's ever should be a bellwether whether someone's in HR or not, but having that empathetic lens and so sometimes those bad people in HR literally don't know what they're doing. Literally. And and they haven't been invested in to give that. And at times there's organizations that don't care. I mean in the comments frequently I'll get what do you do if HR is part of you know is, yeah part of the issue is, is part of the part of the issue and that that a hundred percent can happen um, but I think run, but run yeah. right, <laughs> literally right, literally right. because HR that's has, the type of culture you have yeah, it right, ain't going to get better okay but, but but HR but sometimes HR will get like, by the individual employees or when you have things like open enrollment with benefits like oh HR picked this package and like yeah no H actually we no. had nothing to do generally with it. that <laughs> that truly is at, at, at the the. The, the finance and, yes. and CEO level about what what financially and sometimes, especially in the American system, at times, literally, it, it's the luck of the draw and the insurance company says it'll be 25 yeah. percent increases. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to negotiate, but it's certainly nobody cho choosing to have that sort of the, the, that increased profit is not going into the company's pocket generally. No. But on the mm -hmm. flip side of the scapegoat at times is with managers where they'll say, well, HR won't let me get rid of this this employee. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's because the conversation is HR flipping that lens and saying, you know, yeah. to James, you're talking about this employee. This is the first I've heard of Absolutely. this. Yeah. And that's every, our best employee as far yeah, as I'm concerned. Have you set them up for and success? And every, I can't tell you how many times I've asked that question. Every, every employee is a walking billboard for every every applicant, every every employee, and every former employee is a walking billboard for your organization. And so if the first time an employee is, he is hearing of performance issues, even if you say, oh, I have a million emails, they should know, mm -hmm. we don't have time to deal with this. Then HR at times will say, you know, this, and sometimes they'll say, we'll put them on a plan. Also, I do not think a plan, like the first time they should hear about their performance should not be a plan. Should not be a, a plan, formal plan. No. But saying, have this conversation. And managers will get frustrated. And in, and in part, it's it's like anybody's job. You have a job, you're trying to meet these goals. And you may think to yourself, you know what, I should have I should have had this conversation, but I didn't. And now I have this. And, and that's my that's my job on the line. But in an organization, you have to remember that that when you have humans, HR sometimes is going to have that mirror back and say, is this a fair? And going back to to the question I think is important is how would you want to be treated in a situation? And if your boss hasn't had a clear conversation with you before and tried to dig into it and done all of these steps before going to more formal measures, th then it feels incredibly unfair. And as I frequently say, it is weird. Yeah. So it's really HR won't let me fire someone 
Illegally. Yeah. yeah. Or unfairly. <laughs> you know, or like, unfairly, unfairly, unjustly, right. inequitably, right? I mean, they never finish uh, that sentence, you know, but what I always find fascinating. So if you're a leader out there and, you're, you know, you're hearing basically, you know, HR professionals rant about you here at the moment about, you know, you scapegoating us all the time. Uh, I can tell you probably 99% of the time, if not 100%, bless us, the masochists we are, we fall on that sword for you. I do not throw you under the bus back to your employee. You know, I do Same. not. I, do I not. signed up for this. I, exactly. It's, it's what <laughs> I, signed I signed up for. Up for. This. This you job. know what I mean? And so I am not going to do that because I want your success as a leader so much. I want you to maintain your credibility. I'm not going to lie to the employee, you know, but what I, I'm going to I'm going to smooth it out a little bit. Well, here's actually what the process is for this year. Right. Here's how we've determined to do promotions. Hey, have you had an honest conversation with your leader of your expectation? Right. I'm, I'm putting you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm massaging the situation. When people come in, literally, I've had people screaming, uh, very violent with me. Why? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, literally very vulgar, you know, coming mm-hmm. in. It's like, whoa, OK, first off, you're not yeah. going to talk to me that way. Yeah. You're welcome to sit down and we can have a conversation as adults. But what did your leader tell you? OK, very interesting. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, I can't wait to talk to that person here in about 30 minutes yep. and just rip them a new one, you yep. know, but I'm not going to do it with your employee. Right. I, that would not be professional. Not. Now, to Ashley's previous point, uh, there's this evolution in the field of HR. It's not a a job that requires a certification, a medical degree, uh, whatever, right? It's something Mm -hmm. else. Like I may have gone to business school, have multiple grad degrees and all this, blah, blah, blah. I may be right next to an HR person. Do you really? I do. Uh, I may be right next to a person that has, has, you know, was an an admin and is now in charge of like a full department of HR that literally, bless their hearts, they do not know. Uh, what they're doing, right? And again, to the evolution of HR from personnel, something more administrative task-based task to something very highly strategic, right? Literally, I consider myself a business person first, yeah. right? Yeah. Who specializes in people, right? Uh, making actual business decisions, multi-million dollar ones for the company on the daily, right? It's like, you know, you have that full gamut where you don't know what you are going to mm-hmm. get and yeah. even the larger corporations, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and funny thing is, is in college, I actually, my degree is actually <laughs> human resources management. So I yeah. did sign wow. up for she this knows shit. Her okay. shit. Yeah, so, I did too. I, I signed exactly. up for this. <laughs> but like, what yes. was your undergrad degree? A psychology and business. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was I highly trained for this? Absolutely. I was. Am I still every day in the last 20 years challenged with a new thing? Absolutely. But um, yeah, every day. But uh, but I also... Which is the best part of yes, HR. Yes. <laughs> we wear many hats. Yes. Oh, that's, fast that's pace, another. Fast, yeah, pace, yeah, fast, fast pace, pace. environment. We're like family gene <laughs> environment. Yeah, pace, we love that. <laughs> but but um, I don't even remember my point here. But uh, what I was uh, really what I was I think I was trying to circle back on was that um, we might have signed up for this. We might be highly trained. We might not be highly trained, but we're all in the trenches. And I would dare to say, um, in the three years I've been in social media, human resources, is I want to say at least 90% of us are really out here trying to do good by the employees. 90, yeah. 95. We are employee right? I mean, advocates. No one wants to suck. I think yeah. No one no, wants yeah, to suck. We do not want to in, to hate you. And I know that, you know, your cousin, Billy Bob, got fired um, mm-hmm. by that See You Next Tuesday. Um, and, and she was terrible. But it, that ain't me. 
Right, right. One person's yeah. one, one, a bad experience again. And it's really, it really can be hard when you go through something or you go through family and then that person is the, is the messenger and that feels incredibly mm-hmm. personal. Or you have someone that just was a, a bad professional. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the hard part is then to have any, any sort, you know, you know, you will see these kind of, you know, HR, HR is um, whether it's the comments about like the corporate, corporate evil and things. And you have people mm-hmm. that go mm-hmm. out that try that, that, that try to influence what they influence, what they can. Um, and it's, it certainly is not easy, but I think, I mean, sometimes you'll have people that'll say like, Oh, how, how do you get into HR? And I'm like, people watch our videos and you want to, like, I know you really I are mad believe. that you should, because if you watch this shit and you and really want to get into it, you should, but yes. some of the mm-hmm. skill sets at times, because people say, how, you know, how can you, how can you, you get into HR? And sometimes it's, if your process, it's okay, working, being a project manager, moving into that or benefits coordination or mm-hmm. some of that more, and then learning those skills. But the best, I mean, I'm thinking back the best HR professional. That, that that I've worked with who was on my team. I think I'm trying to think through people. One of the best, maybe I'll give some caveats in case there's other people listening, but one of the <laughs> best, she was a um, social worker in children's hospitals. Oh. And so she had worked and had those empathetic conversations. Mm-hmm. And again, had very yeah. 100% hard and, and is really hard to do for an entire mm-hmm. career, incredibly important role. But she took that skill set and translated that into HR and did that without having any sort of, you know, formal certification, mm-hmm. but learning the ropes was trained by, by someone who did terrifically. I worked with her in the way she would have conversations. And so sometimes if you do have that, that skill set in the same way, if you're in HR and you're, and you're feeling like I, I'm the scapegoat, I can't have these. I do think there's a lot of transferable skills. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you watch our videos, if you listen to this podcast and you're still interested in HR, then come on because that means you yeah, are a hundred percent you're already able, in. Yeah. able to take it because you will and boy i love this show I will because there's, oh, there's also, my God. there are also there are also good days like i remember talking i mean i saw someone recently in person and they were like i'll never forget how you helped me with my 401k oh, yeah. yeah and, and in my like, mind i was like didn't I was you just, just help me with the login yeah. and yeah. i think it was it was like some sort oh, of that's like, very basic but it's but 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 the problem with hr or the hard part for employees and no matter what your level, including top leaders, is it? It's incredibly important stuff. It has to do with it's your personal. family. It's personal, it's very personal. Mm-hmm. And so, also in that way, you can have conversations and be that sounding board or inf- influence things. And so, there can be mm-hmm. rewards a- as well. It's not just the scapegoat situation, but but I, I encourage managers and employees mm-hmm. also to think about how you can how you can think about that role of HR mm-hmm. and how they can how they can help you. I mean, oftentimes it's how do I have this conversation? And it's not having that conversation for me. Sometimes it's giving ideas of how how to be be more productive. Mm-hmm. And not every HR professional can help you with that. But some of the some of the some of the good ones, good ones really can. I mean, I did not, I did not have an HR degree. I've never had certification. I did go to I did go to law school, but if anything, that probably, you know, would generally make people less empathetic. Um, <laughs> right. But, but for me, but that's why I I mean I when I was Y'all a get little, a bad rap too. So you're in our we club. Do. Yeah. Yeah. We hate you yeah. too. We do. We do. We yeah. do. And it's yeah. no fun. It's, it's you get no scapegoated too all the time. No well, fun, legal but said. But like, again, right. <laughs> Every HR professional, well, legal told totally me. Totally legal told right. me. And that's true. And that's absolutely true. And yeah. legal has, again, like legal, when you're legal, you have, you have certain, you know, there ethical are or unethical yeah, exactly. obligations, exactly. whatever people might call that. <laughs> but, but I got into HR because I was so, I was so tired of the legal aspect in like the, the win or loss or like the litig- like you win something and it never feels like a, like a, like a win. And, and I am, I, I am a person that deeply cares about people at work and people feeling mm-hmm. like they're respected. And so for me, it was moving into HR and having those, those conversations and being able to actually 
you know, in, impact people's work and life and ha- and build recognition programs for people. Yes. And there's a lot of things you can do. And so all throughout the podcast, we will be giving some of these ideas as well. Um, but but I just think it's really important for, for people in HR to learn how to use your voice. Absolutely. Now, for the sake of time, I'd love to close this out on this hot topic by saying, you know, we are just so blown away that you some of you out there think that HR is the primary decision maker in an organization, right? Thank you for that power. Yeah, thank you so much uh, that that you think that we are the core decision makers at work. Uh, but like every other person in the organization, it's absolutely a team sport. Uh, so, you know, we're going to tell you here right now that who makes the decisions at work? Many, many, many people, final decisions. It's really going to be those top leaders. We try our damnedest as HR professionals to influence as much as we possibly can. And the great HR professionals are doing it from an employee advocacy perspective, right? That's what I've seen, right? And so you definitely have in the HR besties that sort of mindset. Now, questions and comments, right? I want to make sure before we close this meeting that we have time for those. Any questions or comments? I have a comment. Please. Um, I think I have picked up on a theme and I want to call that theme out as once again, radical empathy. I mean, we just keep hearing it. And I think if you have that already ready built into your brain and you're just like a good human, it's it's going to translate into being in a kick-ass HR professional. I love it. I love that. I love that. Ashley, any question or comment from you? So as we talk about scapegoats, it reminded me of this time when I was in college in Danville, Kentucky. And I don't know if you've ever had experience with a real goat. Um, <laughs> But where is this going? I have not. Uh, I haven't had the pleasure. Well, I'll tell you, it's not a pleasure. I'll, I will be honest <laughs> okay, with you, because some people I knew these um, these guys at my college, uh, Center College in Danville, Kentucky, go Colonels. These guys had a goat as a pet for about a week and a half. I think that's how long. That's how long it lasted. It was. It was. It was there. But some on my field hockey team. Some of the players thought it'd be funny, I think, after after a night out to bring this goat into this freshman rose on our team to bring it to her do- her dorm room. And, you know, what's really hard is is like people say that about like a horse or a, a, a whatever, getting that goat in this goat. This goat was running all over the place, all of, and it climbed stairs and it would not, it would not ki- come down. And so but I'll tell you what is really hard, not only getting the goat out but goat droppings. Yes. Um, I don't know oh, what the formal damn. name is, but I don't know. When we talked about goat, scapegoat, goat shit. it is. So if you ever have an inclination as and, a prank and they or like otherwise. shit everywhere 100%. constantly. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, yeah. it's like, it's, like, yeah, it was a real, yeah. it was a real thing. And so I'll never, I'll never, for, it was a long time ago. I'll never forget it. But so if you're ever thinking of a prank, first of all, don't do that to the goat. Please yeah. do not do that to not the goat. goat. But it's not, it's not going to work out like you think it might um, mm-hmm. when you're initially, uh, you know, cracking up this plan. Mm-hmm. So with that, Lee, um, that relevant thought, I'll, I'll pass it back to you. Well, I no, I, that is incredibly applicable yeah. uh, to this conversation. It's totally applicable. Uh, I don't know much about goats, right? So uh, not a question, but, uh, but a comment. Um, and I totally lost it because I went on a, on, a, on a goat. I started thinking about goats. Oh, my gosh. Now, Lee is a goat. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, what I'd say is, is that if you are a leader out there, if you're a manager and you throw me under the bus, 
Right. And so this is all for the future leaders that I may work with and coach one day. Right. <laughs> this is a threat. <laughs> this is a threat. It's, it's a, a veiled threat. Oh, my God. It's well, maybe, an HR maybe it's threat. It's not a threat. It's a promise. No, no. But what I'd like to say is, is that if, if, you, if you throw me under the bus and you and you scapegoat me as, as your HR partner, uh, it's going to break my heart in a way because I really do focus on the relationship with my leaders. Right. Uh, but what I would like to do is just take one minute to share what I wish I could share with you, but 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 won't. Right. So if I was being honest, uh, after you scapegoated me, I would love to go into your office and say, WTF is wrong with you, you chicken shit. <laughs> that is what I would love to I say. Punch you. Uh, did you have to get a certificate to be a dick or does it just come naturally to you? <laughs> That is absolutely what I would love to say, but will not say because I would like to stay employed. Right. And so wonderful questions and comments. I think that closes out uh, this staff meeting. I can't wait to reconvene for future meetings. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on HR Besties, where we talk business and BS. 